The Kutusich is Chelek Yud Ches Matos Gimel Matos Beis. Lili Nishmas Rabbi Yosef Binyamin Ben Rabbi Menashe Kaltman. A fascinating, very interesting sicha we're going to learn today that is going to speak about Tevilas Kelim. The idea to toivel, to immerse your dishes, your new dishes, or dishes that are purchased from a non-yid in water, in a mikveh. What is the significance of it? Why, why do we do it? And what are the halachic ramifications of it? And it's very beautiful how it all comes together based on a choice of word in a Rashi in this week's parsha. But let's begin from the beginning. After Melchemes Midian, after the Yidden go to war in against the people of Midian, Elazar HaKoyin gives the Yidden the, the instructions of how to kasher their kalim, which we call in the halacha term, Hag'olas kalim, and also mentions the idea of Tevilas kalim, of toiveling or immersing the dishes, the utensils. In their parsha, so in this parsha, where Yidden are commanded with regard to kashering, the kalim, the dishes, the utensils that they received, that they took from the Midianite people, Frek the Ramban, the Ramban has a question. Why are these halachas of how to kasher kalim that were received from someone who is not Jewish, why were they f- mentioned here for the first time after the war with Midian and not earlier after the war against Sichain and Oig? Also in the war of Sichain and Oig, the Yidin took uh, loot. Which certainly included dishes and utensils. So they should have uh, had to kasher uh, those kalim as well. So the Ramban answers. The lands of Sichem V'oig are part of the inheritance of Eretz Yisrael. They belong to the Yidin. And everything that was received, all the loot that was received from the war became permissible to them. Even the forbidden things. And the Ramban refers to a Gemara in Chulin, where it says, Kadli de Chaziri Ishtiri Luhu. Kadli de Chaziri means certain cuts of pork. I think the Ramban says beheaded boar. Um, there are, uh, it means, it means pieces of chazer. So the Gemara over there in Chulin is discussing a different uh, topic, Basar Nechira, it's talking about, and it mentions like this, that for the seven years during which the Yidin were conquering Eretz Yisrael, so until they settled into Eretz Yisrael, everything that was in Eretz Yisrael, everything that they got from the other nations, including actual chazer, pieces of pork, were mutter, were permissible to the Yidin to eat. So therefore, says the Ramban, based on that, when the Yidin uh, uh, battled against Sichem V'oig, so even the non-kosher meat that they got from Sichem V'oig was permissible to them. So certainly they didn't have to kasher the kalim. The kalim would only have to be kashered if they couldn't eat the meat, but if they could eat the meat, then then uh, they could. They don't need to kasher the kalim. 
Avol Midian, the Ramban continues, however, the war against Midian, the land of Midian was not theirs. And the only reason they took the land of Midian was to take revenge against the Midianim for uh, uh, bringing Bilam and uh, and causing the the sins with Benois Moyav and with with the Baal Pa'or, which was all caused by the people of, of Midian. So therefore, they took revenge against Midian by going against uh, by going to war against them. But inherently, the land wasn't theirs. And therefore, in the dishes and utensils that they received in the loot from Midian, those were considered prohibited, and they had to kasher them in order to use them. And therefore, this is where the Torah introduces the idea of kasher and kalim, because this is the first time that the Yidden are coming, are, are coming in contact with non-kosher kalim, that the only way they could use them is through kashering them. This is the Ramban's answer. And, and we're, not gonna just, we're not going to argue. We're going to accept it that the Ramban says that when the Yidden attacked Sichem V'oig, anything that came from Sichem V'oig was muttered to them, including their dishes, including their non-kosher dishes, and therefore there was no need to kasher it, which is why the dinim of Hag'olas Kalim, of uh, kashering dishes or utensils, are mentioned for the first time after the war of Midian. However, we have a different question on the Ramban. Fregin Mefarshim of them, the Mefarshim asked the following question. In their parsha, that an Eden Angizakivaranitnafdinim The Eden are commanded not just about kashering the dishes, the utensils that they received from the non-Jews. Also the halacha, that you have to toivel, you have to immerse in water vessels, dishes that you received from the non-Yidin. Rashi brings this daughter up, as Rashi himself, and we're going to elaborate on this Rashi a little bit later. Rashi himself says that there's a tevila necessary with these kalim, for, for these kalim. And the Ramam himself, Ramban, sorry, elaborates on this as well. So the Mepharshim asked this question, why were they not commanded earlier with regards to the halacha of Tevilas Kalim? And you can't use the answer we used previously that, we, that by Mechem HaSichem V'Oig even cuts of Chazer were permissible to them. The reason why we toivel the Kalim is not because of the fact that it absorbed prohibited substance. And the proof for that is even a brand new dish that you purchased from someone who wasn't Jewish needs to be toivled. Which means that it's not about the Iser, the prohibition that's inside the walls of the vessel. Nor, why do we toivel Kalim? Vida Shtetan Yerushalmi. The Yerushalmi teaches in the end of Mesechta Aveda Zara, Levisha Yotsu Mitumas Hanochri, Vinichnusuluktusos Yisrael, because they went out of the impure domain of the, of the non-Jew, and they were brought in to the holy domain of the Yid, and in order to make that transfer from the unholy to the holy, it needs to be, it needs to be titled. So, even if the Kalim were not treif, 
because Kadli the Chaziri Ishtri Luhu, they were allowed to eat even pieces of Chazir, but the Kalim were still being transferred from the possession of a non-Jew into the possession of a Jew, and therefore they should have needed Tevila, and the Ramban doesn't even address it, doesn't ask it. Unagamas the Ramban tried Glaich Fardam. Even though earlier in the same commentary of the Ramban, the Ramban says that I think, my heart tells me, that Tvilas Kalim is Midirabonon, the Hamikra Asmach to Osu Oisoi, and the Posik Ach Bemei Nida Yishata, which we're going to talk about later, which is the Posik from which we learn Tvilas Kalim is only an Asmach, this says the Ramban, possibly. It's only something that we're relying on a Posik, but we're not, it's not a Limud, it's not a Deir Isa. And therefore, you would, might suggest to say that because it, it's not a Midir Isa, therefore, it's not necessary to tell it. To the to uh, the people of Sichem it move on. It doesn't answer the question. The fact that it's midrabanon would not answer the question for the following three points. Aleph, the Ramban Talmud. The Ramban concludes this thought about Tfilas Kalim being midrabanon that this needs to be learned. Does haste that is besafik? He is in doubt about this. When Meglach and it's possible, does it midiraisa that even according to the Ramban, Tvilas Kalim is midiraisa? So even if the fact that it was midrabanon would make it less stringent, but it's possible that it's midiraisa. Beis afilei their mikra is not on asmachta, even if it is midrabanon, and this pasuk serves just as a support pasuk. You can still ask the same question. Why would the Pasik place this Asmachta? Even if we agree that it's not a Deiraisa, it's only an Asmachta, it's only a support to a Dirabanon, why not put it by the first time that this whole concept of eating? Of eating kalim, uh, of eating from non uh, a non-Jewish kalim, the first time it comes up, More importantly, or regardless, farvos is the Ramban garnit meir vegendem. Why does the Ramban say nothing? He ignores this question. He asks the question why hagolas kalim or giule kalim is not mentioned on melchemesichim ve'ayik, but he does not touch the whole concept of tefilas kalim with regards to why were they mentioned here first by melchemes midyon and not earlier. So, the, so even if it is an asmachta, and even if it is midrabanon, why does the Ramban not say anything about that? In Sif Beis, we're going to try to answer this question by suggesting that not everything was given right away. Not every halacha in Torah was given immediately after Ramesh Rabbeinu came down from our Sinai, right after Matan Torah. It took 40 years for Moshe to teach the Torah. So maybe this halacha was introduced later on. We can answer. Not all mitzvahs were given immediately at the time of Atan Teirah. Certain mitzvahs that were told in a later time. Even some were, were, weren't said until the 40th year. For example, the parsha of... Nachalais of inheritance, 
was in Tzchadis Gibbon and Shpeta Dukh Dipnei Slavchad, which was introduced later uh, through the claim, through the question of the daughters of Slavchad, who wanted to inherit a portion in the land of Eretz Yisrael, even though they didn't have brothers. And Moshe Rabbeinu went to Hashem, and he asked Hashem what to say, and a new set of halachis was, was introduced. The eight, and there are others. Ubemela. There's no reason to ask why Tvilas Kalim was not commanded earlier. It happened when was it introduced to Moshe Rabbeinu? When was it introduced that it should be told to the Eden? At that time, that's when Hashem told it. So that's when Moshe Rabbeinu or Lazar told it over to the Eden. It just hadn't been brought down earlier. This is similar to what it says in the Gemara in Shabbos that there are certain things that were told before Matan Torah. But when Torah was given, the halacha became a halacha. So similarly, it wasn't a halacha until it was given from the Yebishter. And it wasn't given earlier. And therefore, this is what it appears in the Torah. So, so that's a suggested answer. Maybe the reason why it, it's mentioned here is because this is when the Ebersher told it to them. So in that case, why don't we use the same answer for Giyule Nachrim? Why don't we say that also Kashering, why does Ramban have to say that it was, that Treif was, was Kasher and Osir was Mutter and therefore there was no concept of, 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 of Kashering? Why, did he, why doesn't the Ramban just say that this is when the Ebersher introduced the mitzvah of Giyule or the halacha of Giyule Kalim? And that's it. So he's going to say that that can't be because the concept of treif, of non-kosher, absorbed in a vessel, was already known to the Yudin. The fact that the Ramban does ask this question with regards to the kashering of Kalim, even though it's possible you could say and the, uh, uh, the, the, the halacha was not nishadish, it wasn't introduced until later. So that's because it is necessary to say as their din fun iser balua, the halacha, the concept of iser, prohibited stuff. B- uh, absorbed in a vessel, Adosvas is sorry, Adosvas is nibla given for Adavar Iser in their Kli, that that which was absorbed from something that was Asr is Asr in itself, even though it's absorbed inside the walls, it's Asr. Un Asr tem Kaili and makes the vessel prohibited to use is shame given for free of Amachemes Midian. It was already known to the Yidden even before Amachemes Midian. Where? So we're going to go to Shaitan Afridik Parashat Tzav, Parashat Tzav, where it's talking about the carbon Chatos. It says like this: that if the if the chatos was cooked in a uh, earthenware keli, then it has to be broken. The keli has to be broken. And if it was cooked in a copper vessel, then it has to be rinsed in water. Tide start Rashi. So Rashi explains, Yishover, why does the klicheres have to be broken? Because that which was absorbed into the keli becomes noiser. And Rashi says the same thing applies to all kachim, not just carbon chatas. Basically, each carbon has an expiration date, has uh, an amount of time 
uh, that you're allowed to eat the carbon. After that, it becomes noisar. You're not allowed to eat leftovers, which you're not allowed to eat after the designated time. And therefore, and therefore, the, 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 that which was absorbed from the carbon in the walls of the pot in which it was cooked becomes usr, it's noisar. And, it, and therefore, the klicheres has to be broken because the keli, the vessel, cannot, the pot, cannot be used anymore. And if it was, if it was a clean, not a clean, so, so there's other ways. It's not just by breaking it. The only way to fix it is to break it. But by a, 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 a clean, it doesn't have to be broken, but it has to be cleaned in for what purpose? To purge that which was absorbed. This is about a carbon. But from this we can understand as the concept of something prohibited being absorbed in the walls of the vessel is something that the Yidin already knew. And therefore, so therefore the Ramban is saying, Why is it why is it not mentioned until how to cast the Kalim? You didn't already know that there's a problem. They know from the carbon that there's a concept that if something is not kosher and, not, and it is in the walls of the vessel, the whole vessel becomes not kosher to use. So now, says the, says the Ramban, why is the, is, the, is the way out? How do I make it usable? Why is it only introduced by Melchemes Midyon, who need by Friedrichin Mol, and not by a previous time, when Eden of an Arangekrog and Kalim, when Eden received vessels, dishes, was Darfan of Gil, which need purging, which need the Easter to be removed. So, therefore, by Melchemes, by Giulein Nachem, we understand why the Ramban asks the question. Because since the Eden already knew the concept of Easter Bolua, they needed a way out. They needed, they needed a way to be able to use the Kalim. Therefore, the Ramban says, "Why is it not mentioned by Mechamis Yichem And he answers, "Because it wasn't also yet, but by Tvilas Kalim, which there was, they knew nothing about it. Yet, maybe it wasn't introduced until later, until the time of Mechamis Midyan. So this would be a suggested answer why why Tvilas uh, Kalim is not is, is not mentioned. Why the Ramban doesn't ask about it uh, with uh, with regards to Tvilas Kalim? Because according to the Ramban, he says it wasn't it wasn't Nischatcha. It wasn't introduced." Until later, however, this is not a sufficient answer. Because since the Ramban is addressing in other parts of his Pirush, both aspects, both Kasher in Kalim and Toivel in Kalim, so he should have mentioned at least briefly this difference was that that Gyule Kalim they knew about already and therefore they had to be told how to do it. And and Tvilas Kalim wasn't introduced until later. But the river fractor nor of Gyule Nachum and it's a And therefore the Ramban is asking only about Gyule Nachum and not about Tvila. The Ramban doesn't mention it at all. The Rebbe asked this question previously in, in, in point Gimel uh, of Sif Aleph. It's bothering the Rebbe very much that the Ramban ignores it. In other words, even if you have a, a, a answer, not a perfect answer, but it's an answer, say something. Let the Ramban say something. And this question, why the Ramban says nothing, will also be asked on the other Mepharshim that, 
address this question. Why by there's no mention of In addition to the fact that all of those other questions have, have all of those other answers have questions which are not going to be discussed here. He's, so in other words, there are other answers that Mepharshim bring. So besides the fact that those answers aren't great answers, is that the Shaila Klolis still has an overarching question. Why doesn't the, does the Ramban not, not, not address the question? Any other Mephitish that's going to give an answer why Tzilas Kalim is not mentioned is still not going to explain to us why the Ramban said nothing. Why does the Ramban ignore it? In other words, the Rebbe is understanding from the fact that the Ramban says nothing that the Lechatchila is not a question. There was no Hava Amina that by Mecham HaSichem Ve'oig there should need to be a Tzilas Kalim. And the question is why not? Why should should the kalim, should the utensils that came from the loot of Machem Asichem Vayig not need tefillah, not need tefillah? So we're going to go to Sif Gimel to two more questions about tefillah's kalim, both very fascinating questions. So in order to understand this, I'm going to introduce two more questions on the topic of Tevilin Kalim. Aleph. It's known that the Neid of Yehuda and the Chesam Sefer, they write as follows. When you're selling your Chomets to the Goy before Pesach, you should not sell your Chomets like dishes. Because then you're going to have to toivel your Kalim after Pesach when you buy them back from the Goy. Imagine... If you have, you know, cabinets full and drawers full of regular all year round dishes, and every year after Pesach, you have to take everything to the mikveh and toivel it. Says the Neidah B'yod and the Chsam Sefer, just don't sell it. Don't sell it to the guy, because otherwise you're going to have to toivel it. However, if you look at the wording of the Shtar Mechira, the, the, the sale contract uh, with the guy that you're selling uh, uh, your chametz, the Alter Rebbe writes out the Nusach. He writes, That also chametz dikekelim, that have actual visible chametz on them, are, they're included in the sale. Well, in this moment, we'll say why he says chametz be'en. But even if there's pieces of chametz, there's pieces of Cheerios on the, on the cereal bowl that wasn't washed, that is included in the sale. That means that according to the Alter Rebbe, even the dishes are also being sold to the guy. Nowhere do we find the Alter Rebbe to tell us that you have to table these kalim after Pesach. And we see the way the conduct of every, that everyone does as Mizini no table. No one that we know uh, goes and tables kalim. So the question is, if, if we're selling the kalim, why don't we have to toivel them? In Shara Koilel, Shara Koilel is written by the Rebbe Zayde, Rebbe Avram David Lavut, and it is a, 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 a part of it is a commentary or, a, or a comments on the Alter Rebbe Shulchan Aruch. So he, so he, he addresses this question, he answers like this, as he bowed, the Alter Rebbe zokt kalim uchumotzim, so yashalayam chomitz be'en, the Alter Rebbe is saying, what kind of dishes are we selling? The ones that have actual chametz on them. 
Und der Din ist, als Kola Kalim Shein Rätsel Achshiron, Zorich Lishashifon, any Kalim that you don't want to kasher before Pesach, you have to rub it clean, Ula Hadichon and rinse it, Shaleye Chomets Nikerban, there should not be any obvious Chomets. So just to understand what the Alter Rebbe is saying here, at the beginning of Simon Tafnon Aleph, which is the dinim of Hagolas Kalim, the Alter Rebbe is saying that if you don't want to kasher your Kalim for either you, Hagolah or Libun for Pesach, but you want to use them after Pesach. So what you should do is you should clean them well so there's no, so that there's no chametz uh, be'en. And then, uh, as, as the Alter Rebbe said earlier, in Simen Tov Mem Zayin, chametz that is balua, that is absorbed in the walls of the keli, you are not over on bal yiro, bal yimotzeh, because it cannot be seen. And if you don't use the dishes, then you're not eating it, so that's not a problem. Uh, 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 is not either a problem, so you don't have to do anything. You don't have to sell it. You don't have to cash it. You just have to clean it. And then Alter Rebbe says, you should put it away in a place where you're not going to go there for the rest of Pesach. So you shouldn't come and accidentally use it on Pesach. So he says, even though usually a forbidden kalim, you're allowed to keep in your house, but by chametz, since you use, use the kalim a whole year, then you should hide them. You shouldn't, you shouldn't use them uh, 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 you, sh you, sh you shouldn't come to use them on Pesach. And the fact that we today put our chametz to kekelim in the, in the cabinets or in the, or in the space that we're selling to the goy, it's not because we're including those kalim in the sale to the goy, it's just because it's a place that we're not going to go for the rest of Yantif, for, for the duration of Yantif. So the Alter Rebbe is saying, in Simen Tov Nun Aleph, that kalim that, uh, uh, that were used for chametz a whole year, if there's no chametz be'en, you don't have to sell it to the goy, you don't have to, and you don't have to uh, cash it for Pesach. So this would imply, so, that, so now the Shara is saying like this, that according to this, as the clay the dishes that you use for the meal, your plates, your forks, etc., are not being sold. All you have to do is wash them and clean them before Pesach. It's only dishes that are being used at a meal that you're eating on them or is chayv tvila. So since all of your regular kitchen utensils are not being sold to the guy, therefore you don't have to table it. That's what the Shara Kailu says. Oh, but the tenets is not moving. There's a missing piece here. It's not understood. The fact that you have to wash the kalim if you want to keep them over Pesach and not sell them and not, and, and, and not kasher them, refers to all types of utensils. Even non-Suuda utensils. So if these Kalim, any Kalim, are not included in the Mechira, according to the Shara Kailil, because they're clean, which Kalim are included in the Mechira? When the Alter Rebbe says, What's he talking about? According to the Shadow Kailil, he can clean everything and he, doesn't, and he doesn't have to sell it. So, which Kalim is he referring to when he says selling it? So, obviously, what's the Alter Rebbe talking about in the Star Mechira? That if he didn't wash it, and there is Chametz Ben on, on, the, on, the, on, the clay, on the Kalim, even Clay Suuda on a plate, on a cereal bowl, whatever it might be that didn't for whatever reason get washed before Pesach, it's being included in the Star Mechira. 
So now we're back to the original question. You have certain clay su'udah that need to be toiveled, and they have chametz be'en on them. So they were sold to the goy, and then you bought them back after Pesach, and 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 and, 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 and there's no way you say you have to be tabled. So therefore, we must conclude that that chametz the conditions that have that have chametz on them are included in the sale to the goy. And nevertheless, according to the Alter Rebbe, they do not need to be tabled, and that's our question. Why are chametz dikakelim that were sold to a goy and then bought back after Pesach? Why do they not need to be toiveled? Why is it considered? Why is it not considered? Chametz that's uh, uh, dishes that are going from from the, uh, that are being going from the possession of a goy to the possession of a yid. That's our first question. Beis. Now we're going to ask another question with regards to Tvilas Kelim. One of the reasons why we eat milchigs, dairy foods, on the first day of Shavuos, as does is lezeicher dichmachalei chalav was eaten of megegasin and talked about matan It is to commemorate the milchigs, the dairy foods that the Yidden ate on the day of matan How do we get there? Since the mitzvah of shechita, slaughtering an animal in order to eat its meat, was commanded to yidin at matan teira like most of the mitzvahs. So at this point, all of their fleshig, uh, 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 all of their meat food and their meat dishes, all became aser because they had in it meat that was not shechted. Before Matan they weren't even uh, 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 in the category of needing to be shechted. So therefore, even if somehow someone knew how to shecht and shechted properly, it would not have uh, uh, made a difference because it wasn't in the category of needing shechita. So therefore, they couldn't eat any, any meat or any cooked, anything that was cooked with meat. Nor could they shecht new animals on, on this day and, and or kasher their kalim, their dishes. Because uh, all of the opinions hold that the teda was given on Shabbos. So they have matan teda was Shabbos. And now that a shecht on Shabbos, now that a kasher, in order to kasher, you have to, you, have to, you have to use fire, you have to cook the water. You can't do that on Shabbos. So they had to eat. So we're going to ask, this is not yet our Tvila question. First we're going to ask, how do they have, how do they have kosher and milchig dishes? Did they separate milk and meat before, before Matan Teireh? The same dishes are treif already. How could they eat milchigs? It's a doichit to say that the Yidin only ate milk, drank milk, or ate butter, things that are not cooked. First of all, it's a doichit to say that. Additionally, if that was the case, it would have been reflected in the customs in the Minhagim of Shavuos today. Nowhere in the, in the Minhagim of Shavuos do we say to eat specifically Chema and Cholov, uh, milk and butter, and not cooked foods. We eat cooked, uh, cooked milchigs on, on Shavuos. They should have had to kasher their milchig dishes. 
Because they became also because earlier they weren't careful of not cooking meat in them. Or even mixing milk and meat before Matan Torah. So the dishes that they had were treif. If the dishes are treif, then how do they eat milchiks? This is not a question. Because it is logical to say this is a beautiful, beautiful idea. When the Yidin went out of Mitzrayim, knowing that the Abish is going to bring them to Har Sinai and give them the Torah, they started keeping mitzvahs, observing mitzvahs even before Matan Torah, including the mitzvah of Basar B'cholov. So already before Matan Torah, they already had separate milchik kedushas. Which did not become usher from the meat. Or from or from mixing milk and meat, because they had designated milk kalim. Just want to point out that in the order 28 he brings that especially since they already knew about the concept of Basar Bakalov, because Avram Avinu, we know, was careful to separate Basar and Khalov when he fed the when he fed the Malachim. We also find in Parsha's Toldois when Yitzchak sends uh, Esau, to go get him food, he says, don't bring me back a nevela. Make sure it's a sharp knife. Sharpen the knife so I don't bring back a nevela. So we see that the concept of, 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 of kosher and not kosher was already known. So the Yidin were able to keep these mitzvahs even before Matan Torah. And as a Yid, knowing that the Abishter is giving the Torah, why wait? Right away, as soon as they have an ability to start keeping these mitzvahs, they're going to keep the mitzvahs. And therefore... And therefore, by the time it came to Matan Torah, they had milchige dishes and fleshige dishes. So therefore, when the fleshige dishes became usher because they had in it shechted meat, they had in it a non-shechted meat, I'm sorry, not properly shechted meat, because before Matan Torah, lav, bar, zavicha, they weren't in the category of needing to be shechted. So the fleshige kalim taka became uh, unkosher, uh, but the milchige kalim were milchig, and they had no reason to be not kosher. Nasif to them additionally, as I nada gevisa kalim, because I know it sleeps there to the north of Machali Khalib. There are certain Balabatisha approach that there are certain dishes, certain vessels that are used specifically for dairy things, and therefore you would know that no meat was cooked in it. So either way, you have you have milchig dishes, and the dishes are are specifically designated for milchigs. So therefore, there's no issue of shechita, and that's why the Yidden were able to eat it on the first day of Shavuos, on the, on, on, on the day of Matan Torah. And that's why, to commemorate that, we eat milchiks on the first day of Shavuos. As is about it moving, but now we're going to go to our, to our toiveling question. It's true that we didn't have to kasher the kalim. Because they had no absorbed yisr in them. Because, as we mentioned before, there was no meat in them to begin with. were raised up into the holiness of a yid. They, 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 they were elevated. For that reason, have to toivel immerse their kalim. Because before Matan Tater, they were using them, and they were not in the... Kedusha in the level of Kedusha of a Yid is harder and kusher and leduchte. So now we go back to our original question: Be as they open the chidin, you can ban nutzen mitzera klechalav and tvila. How could the Yidin use their milchig dishes if the kalim were not toivled? So we have three questions. Number one: Why by Melchama Sichin Ve'Oig was it not necessary for them to table their kalim, the kalim that came from the loot? 
Number two, why after we sell our our chametzdike kelim, our chametzdike dishes to a goy for, for uh, before Pesach, and then buy them back after Pesach, do we not have to table our, our dishes? And number three, how were the Yidden able to use their milchige dishes on the day of Matan if the if they were not tabled? Yeah, it brings in the order 32, he says that, uh, I say maybe they tabled them. So first of all, we don't find anywhere that they were tabled. Number two, there's a machlekes if you're allowed to table new kelim on Shabbos. It's a second cleat. So, um, so clearly they didn't table their kelim that day. So the question is, why were they able to use those kelim? In Siv Dalit, we're going to go into the idea to, start, to answer the question. Of, in, or, and in order to do that, he's going, the Rebbe is going to explain to us what is the idea? What is the reasoning behind Tevilah's Kalim? Much more than what the Yerushalmi says, that it's because you're going from, from Tumas Nachri to Tusas Yisrael, there's much more depth to that. And we're going to learn this all from one or two words in the Rashi in this week's parsha with regards to Tevilah's Kalim. The Gret Fil Malkim and Arus Lenin from various Rashi on Teira and Yanim of has been discussed many times that from the Rashi on Teira, you could learn incredible ideas, Eich Al-Darach Halacha, also in the realm of Halacha. Even though Rashi's focus is the basic understanding of the Pasik. We understand that we obviously we cannot paskin a halacha from the things that Rashi is teaching us according to Pshat. There are certain areas where Rashi brings something down, not from his own name, but in the name of the sages who expounded on this. But if it's coming from Abiseinu, even though Rashi brings it, because it's relevant to the Pshat of the Pasuk, when the Rebbe brings Rashi, which is why Rashi is even bringing it down, it can also be utilized in a manner of a drash of something that, that, that the sages taught in the Mlimud and, and, and with the relevance in Halacha. So the same thing we're going to do in our case is their beer become an almuvah from Pirish Ashi Dodd and Zapaisha to understand all this. We're going to understand this from the Rashi in our Parsha. And I think it's Kedai uh, that it's, it's, it's good to look in the Chumash and the Rashi to understand well what we're going to learn. So the, the, in, in, before, I, before I, I go on inside the Sicha, I'm going to look at the I'm going to look at the, um, or maybe I won't because I don't have the Chumash with me. Okay, maybe I do. Sorry. Yeah. So Allah Zerakarin is telling the Anshi Atzava. And he says, That the way something becomes treif, that's how it becomes kosher. So something that was that, that was used in fire has to be uh, uh, kosher through fire, called libun. Then the Pasuk says, Ach nido But it has to be cleansed with mei nido, which, 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 which in this context for now, with water of, uh, with water of taro. Then it's something that was, became uh, uh, came treif, not through fire, then it has to go into the water, has to be cleaned. So Rashi says like this, According to the Pashat, this chitoy, which is the second thing, 
the Taviru Baish, and then there's Bemeni the Yishato. This is talking about making it tired from the Tumas mess, from Tuma uh, uh, being in contact with the corpse. Omer Lahem, Eliezer told the Yidin, Tzrichim Akelim Giyul Letarum and Yisr. Number one, they need to be purged to remove the Yisr from the Keli, so the Keli is not Treif, not Osr. Vechitui, it also needs Chitui Letarum Minatuma to make it tired from Tuma. We don't know where the Keli was, we don't know what, what it was in contact with. And therefore, it needs to be, it needs to be come tired. So it needs to be come tired from, uh, uh, from the Iser and tired from the Tumo. But Rabbi Seinu Darshu, Mikan, or Rabbi Seinu Darshu, the Chazal teach us, Mikan, She'af la'achshidon mina Iser hitin tefillah. This teaches us that also, in the Pashtab Shat, you need to have the second, Meinida uh, Yishata is used for Tara from Tumo. Says Rashi, according to Rabbi Seinu Darshu, that also to make it kosher from Iser also needs tvila with uh, in, in water. And the fact that it says Meinida, it doesn't mean uh, waters of Tara, it means the amount of water that you would need for a mikveh, which is our Baimsa. So this is the the the, the, the Pasik that we're talking about. Let's see it inside the Sikha. Rashi brings up the meaning of Tfilas Kelim. When Rashi brings the idea of Tfilas Kelim, after that, Rachmanid Yishata on the on the words Achmanid Yishata, Zokter Lefipsute Chitu Zalatari Mitumas Mas. Rashi says that according to the Pashtup Shat, this is talking about making it toher from the tumor of coming in contact with a mess, with a corpse. Amar Lehem, Eliezer said to them, Tzich Makelim Gio Letara Minat Yisur. The the Kelim need to be kashered. From the Easter, the Chitu Letara Minatuma, and they need to be uh, uh, purified from Tuma. However, our Rebbes, our, our sages taught, that even for becoming kosher from Easter also needs Tvila. This is the key to everything that we're going to talk about from here on. As Lishi Tosi, according to Rashi, is the Inyin from Tvila's Kalim Farbunden mit an Easter. The fact that you have to toivel kalim is because there's iser in them. It's not just uh, uh, because a person is going mikdushas nachri mituma the keli is going mitumas nachri mikdushas yisrael. It's being elevated into the holy possession of a yid, but there might be iser in it, and therefore it has to be toivled. Is a brishver? However, this is this is this. It's still a question. The din is that even brand new dishes need to be tovled. Although they do not have any iser absorbed in them. The explains that if they were old kalim and they were thrown into the kiln and they were made into become new kalim, they are like brand new. Nevertheless, they need tefillah even though they're brand new. Additionally, the next end of the Pasuk says that if it didn't go in fire, it needs to go into the water. So Rashi says, if you don't use something through fire, like for example, glasses to drink from or plates, therefore they were not because Isir could only be nibla in heat. And if you're using it at, your, at, your, at the regular table, uh, uh, not through fire, then there's no heat. Nevertheless, Taviru Bamayim, Matbilei Vedayu, the Pasuk says, the Rashi explains, you have to, you have to toivel it and it's enough. Hain Vivaldi, Kelim Lei Balu Iser. So the question is going to be, if the Keli was not Balei Ain Iser, 
The pastors are going to have the tables and the chashir What are you saying? Why, why do they need tefila? So if someone buys a brand new set, brand new glasses, uh, drinking glasses, you have to table it. Must be live a diet. So the question is going to be if, according to Rashi, the whole purpose of tefila is lachshir. I mean, iser brand new, brand new glasses, or for that matter, even glasses that are not brand new. If they're glass, they're not bilay iser. So why does it need tefila? But, so Tzifei is going to is going to explain to us a little bit better what is this concept of lachshir and iser. What does it mean? First, we have to focus on the nuance within Rashi. When it comes to kashering the kalim, he uses the word letaram to make it toy. Also, when Rashi is saying the Pashat Pshat of the Pasik, and he says, What's the purpose of Chitui? Rashi also uses the words letaram to make it toy from the tumma. But when Rashi is saying that there's a necessity for tabling, Rashi doesn't use the lotion of Tara, he uses the lotion of Hechsher or Kosher. By Rashi changing in the same sentence, Rashi is changing. The, 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 the words he used, that by Hagolah he uses Taharam, and by Tvila he uses Achshiron, is Rashi Mevar, the Mechilich, which is Hagolah, and Tvila Rashi is explaining the difference between the purpose of Hagolah and the purpose of Tvila. Purpose of kashering the Keli and the purpose of immersing the Keli. Together from Tara, Shayach, Narbazach was hot in Zichtum, others. Tara only applies, only really only applicable, if there already is something that is Tame or Aser. You have to remove the tumma or the iser, so you have to make tara, create tara. And therefore, you have the concept of agala to purge. Which is removing the existence of any prohibited uh, 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 substance. The tara means to remove something that shouldn't be there. Is the lashon hachana? Or did I hechsher mitzvah? The word lachshir means to prepare it, to make it ready. The keli bet muchanu muchshot to kenazich banutzmedei. The keli is being prepared and readied to be used by to be to be to be used by the yid. The says the rov to fun tefila is nitzah reis nem and dimitzias aiser funda kli. The purpose of tefila is not to remove something that already exists in the kli. Doesn't shechshen get under chagola that was already accomplished by casting it. Oh, this is the chatchilin again. Or if it's a brand new keli, it had never had this in the first place. So the purpose of the tefillah is not to remove something that's there. Nor to machen the keli muchshir for aishtamshus fun aiden versus muslul fun iser fun efsharus vaalil vaaluluyus aiser to make it ready for the yid, so that the the yid is going to use it in a way that it is not going to become aser, and it doesn't even have the possibility of becoming aser. It's not, there's no vulnerability here to Iser. Then the Klees and the Rishos from Nachri, a few of them are the Pels, they're not going to be able to do Iser. Is the Radoti of Shari, as Allah Zaytan? If the Kaili is in the possession of the Yid, even if, of the guy, even if he never used it, but he always had access to it, it could have become not kosher. So now when the keli is being transferred into the possession of the Yid, which is the type of usage that doesn't even have the vulnerability of becoming 
the possibility of becoming, of using it with a Dvar To use other words, there's two parts here. Number one, Tara is for the past. Heksher is for the future. Tara means to get rid of something that it already has. Heksher means to prepare it to be used properly. And therefore, because it's not just about getting rid of something, it's also preparing it. We want, we, 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 when we table it, what we're trying to do is we're trying to bring it so there, there was something that had access to becoming ta, to becoming Tomei or, or Treif needs Tvila as it's transferred into, a, into the possession of someone that, that with, with zero access to Iser. So there, there's, there's Tara is getting rid of the past. Uh, and Heksha is getting ready for the future. And therefore, Tara is used when something is actually there. Heksha is, is, is preparing it that even if nothing is there, but it had access to something, it still needs Heksha. And therefore, Tzila. Just to use a concept, use an example in Torah, where you see that something that has access or, or is capable of something is considered as if it was done. Meaning to say, therefore, in, in the case of the Kalim, it's as if it's not kosher because it had access to it. Moshe told the Yidden about the wives of the Midian that anybody who knows what it is to be with a man has to be killed. But thus, not only those who actually were with a man had to be killed. Rashi tells us even those women that were not actually with a man, but they had the ability to, they were old enough, they knew how uh, to be with a man, they also received this death penalty. In other words, we see from over here the, the, the access to it, the, the, the potential for it is as if it was done already and therefore the consequences were applied. Back to the, the, to the kalim, something that has access, a kalim that has access to, to, to not kosher needs tevilah. Therefore, brand new dishes or dishes that were used only with cold need to be tevilled. Even though they did not absorb any actual uh, prohibition. The fact that they were in the <coughs> excuse me, possession of the Gentile, this gave them access, potential to the Isir, and therefore they need tevilah. So this is a very interesting and, uh, uh, and different perspective of why we toivel kalim. It's not just because it's going to Gdusus Yisrael. We toivel kalim la'achshinam in Yisr. Even if they didn't actually have Yisr, but if they had the potential, the access to Yisr, that also uh, necessitates a tevilah. So that's why uh, uh, kalim that were kashed need to be toiveled because of the access they had to the Yisr. That's a brand new kalim also need to be titled because they were in the possession of someone who could have made them usher. Now we're going to go back to our three questions. This will now answer very beautifully and very uh, uh, gishmak the three questions we had earlier. Why does the Ramban ask why only with regards to Gyuli Nachrim at the casting of the Kalim and not with regards to Tevulin Kalim, why it wasn't mentioned by Melchema Sichin Ve'oig, the Ramban doesn't even mention that question. Based on Vostar, when the Tevuls and the Kalim was for Kaifzum Goy in the Muhammad, why do we have to not uh, Tevul? Why do we not have to immerse dishes that were sold to the Goy for Pesach? How were the Yidin 
allowed to use their milchig dishes without tefillah. Let's take one thing at a time. Aleph, the Ramban Rashi. This whole discussion in the Ramban is based on Rashi. And his mighty glosh and Rashi of the Beish. He's quoting the words of Rashi with regards to Kalash Beish. That the, that, that, the, that the certain uh, uh, dishes that were not used in fire had to be rinsed. And he delves into them, he analyzes the words of Rashi. So the Ramban is following this approach of Rashi that the purpose of Tvila is to make it kosher from the Yisr. So now the Ramban doesn't have to ask with regards to Tvila. Because the same reasoning that we're, that we're using by, with regards to casting Kalim, they didn't have to cash their Kalim after the Muhammad Ve'eg. Because at that point, even actual Chazer, cuts of Chazer, was muttered to them, is a guilty of Tvila. It's also valid, the same reasoning for Tvila. We bowed by Muhammad Sikh and Vegas and Gatsman to get together for Nisir, since there was no concept of Isir. But Mafilu Kadl the Khaziri Ishtilu, because even Khazar was permissible for them, is Melechnit of Sharia Isir. So there's no there's no potential of Isir. The whole purpose of Tvila is to elevate them from their access, from their potential Isser. But if there was no concept of Isser, as the Ramban explained with regards to Giulei Nochrim, the Gilekili Nochrim, that they didn't have to cast them because there was no concept of Isser, then for sure there's no, there's no concept of Tvila either, for the same reason. If there's no Isser, there's no need for Tvila. Which this is an incredible Chiddush that Rashi. Is saying in our, in our question, the question was uh, right in the beginning of the Sikha that the Khaira Tavila is not connected to Isr. So the fact that the, the fact that things uh, uh, weren't Usr shouldn't affect Tvila. But according to the way the Rebbe is learning Pshat in Rashi, the Rashi says that the purpose of Tavila is only when there is because of its access to Isr, then if there was no Isr, then there's no need for Tvila. What are Bakir's comments? You sold the keli to the guy. The guy has access. Even though we are selling the chametz and the chametz dikid dishes to the guy, we're even giving the guy the keys to the room where the kalim are, where the chametz is. However, this is very interesting. We are selling the the chametz in a way. That right after Pesach, it's going to belong to the Yid once again. It is extremely uncommon that the guy should actually use the chametz or the dishes that were sold in the chametz. To the point that it's 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 such a uncommon thing that there are certain achreinim that are old that the whole concept of mechiras chametz is a loophole. It's harama. We're tricking the system. No, the gabi chametz is the seich maspik. However, these achreinim would agree that with regards to chametz, for whatever reason, even if it's kein harama, it's sufficient. But 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 they're looking at it as if it's almost not sold. It's, it's staying in the cabinet in your house, even though the guy has the key. He's not using it. 
So based on this, because it's so uncommon for the goy to use the kalim, it's considered that the mechid is in a way that the goy does not have access to the kalim. He's not really going to use it. Therefore, there's no need to table the kalim in order to make it kosher from Isser because it was never used. The whole concept of the Hashidah and the was because he, because it has access to, the guy has access to it and could have used it. And when it comes to Mechidah's Chametz, the guy doesn't usually use the Kalim and therefore there's no access, there's no potential Iser and therefore there's no need for Tefillah. And if the guy actually, for whatever reason, in the uncommon occurrence, he does use the Kalim, then you don't have to just, you have to also have to cash it. The guy goes into your house and, and borrows a, a pot and, and takes it home and uses it, then you can't just uh, table it and use it. You have to cast it and use it. You don't know what he put in it. Just like we, we, we don't cashier the kalim that we got back from the guy after, after Pesach because the guy didn't use it. Similarly, we don't have to table it because it's considered as if he doesn't have access to it because uh, it, how, of, of, of how uncommon it is that the, that the uh, guy would actually use the dishes on Pesach. Now let's talk about milchigs and shvuis. Before matan teira, we said before yidden were careful. They observed basar bechalav. Not only did their did their milchigs not have any iser in them in actuality, there was no possibility. There was no potential of it because because they were keeping it. Not, first of all, there were no goyim involved. It was Yidin. But before Pesach, before Matan Torah, they, they, they were in Mechuyiv in Basar V'chalav. But they were keeping it anyway. So if they were keeping it anyway, then there was no access, there was no, there was no potential Isser here. When the river, therefore there was no need for them to be table their kalim. There was no concept of to make it ready, to prepare it from the potential, the access, the connection to Isser, because it never happened. There was no access to Isser, there was no potential Isser, because the Yidin were keeping Basar B'chalav and, and, and they were keeping their, their, their milk dishes separate and they weren't putting in even uh, 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 um, unshechted meat uh, into these dishes and therefore there's no concept and therefore there's no need for tevila. And from this we see that when Rashi uses the words not only is Rashi explaining to us what the Pasuk means but there is also in Yonim of in Halacha it, and it helps us understand what's the concept of tevila, which actually has a, 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 a ramifications in Halacha Mamish. That if you buy a brand new keli from a goy, fine, you have a table it. But if there's a case where there, where there was no access to it, for example, you sold it to the goy for Pesach and you bought it back, or in the case of Machali Chalov and Shvuis, or in the case of there was no concept of Isir, then it would actually affect the Tevilas Kalim also, that you would not have to need Tevilah.